Hello, everyone. I have got a special guest with me, or two guests with me today. Uh, we're talking to Celebrity Memoir Book Club and Ashley and Claire. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Oh my gosh, yeah. Thanks for contacting me on the DMs because I'm just a little just a little shop here talking 90s shit. <laughs> so I'm really excited to talk to you guys. Basically because my real life friends, and like this is no disrespect to them, they don't really care about anything current pop culture shit. So I think when I talk to them, they're just like, what? What do you mean? Ham and Tommy is a series? What are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, a fake series, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, okay. I <laughs> so think I'm we like, hear that a lot is people who, like, love talking about this stuff and have friends who really dismiss their passions. And so then they can come to us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a really great way to kind of read a book with friends over coffee. <laughs> I feel yes. like that's what each episode of your show is like. So yeah, I'm excited. Okay, what is your podcast history? Because I know you have done other shows in the past. So what is the first time that you kind of got into podcasting? So our origin story is we met doing stand-up and we like instantly bo bonded over Taylor and then obviously growing up on Britney Spears and we noticed there was no Britney Spears podcast and we were like, how could that be? There's a look back podcast and everything. So we're like, we have to make the Britney Spears nostalgia podcast. We called it, hold on one second, we're talking about Britney Spears, short, <laughs> shortened to Who's With Tabs. We were not worried about the SEO and <laughs> it was proudly not research-based. We just were like listening to her music and then talking about the memories it brought up. It was oh. very lightly Britney-ish, honestly. It was mostly just us gabbing. And then we stopped doing it when the conservatorship news broke and we just felt like it was inappropriate. Oh, yeah. We were very kind of like comedic and laugh, like teasing her lovingly like she was a sister or something because the clothes she wears are so funny and considering that she's so rich, the way she decorates her house so. is so funny. I mean, it's like ridiculous. We always say she's the only celebrity that ever actually shop her line at Kohl's. <laughs> she's amazing. I mean, she's down to earth Brit. Her dedication <laughs> you know? to the espadrille is admirable. We found this interview with a stylist who was like, it did not matter how much Valentino and Dior and Dolce & Gabbana and Gucci was sent to her. That bitch loved a khaki short. Like, you could not get her out of it. <laughs> oh, my God. She's literally the Keanu Reeves of, like, the female pop world. Like, money did not change her. No, it really she didn't. And I think that, <laughs> that was, like, the beauty of her and the downfall of her. She never was able to harden. But that's why people still love her. But anyway, so we stopped doing that because we felt like, if she is a prisoner, we don't want to, like, make fun of her Hilton Marriott of a home. Do you know what I mean? So we stopped. Yeah, yeah. We switched to We're in a Fight with Claire and Ashley, which was based on female friendships. And we kind of wanted to have an honest place where women could talk about the conflicts they have with their friends because oh, we don't wow. think that there's a lot of podcasts about that. There's a lot about dating, but there's not a lot about what happens when your friend hurts your feelings and you don't know how to confront them about it. And so I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, like, Maybe people would call me hyper-confrontational, but I'm definitely not afraid, afraid of conflict, whereas I think Ashley might have been less, more conflict-averse, and in our friendship, we've been, we just hang out so much that you can't not bring stuff up. We're together all the time. You run out of things to talk about. <laughs> so we kind of had a podcast about that. That fell apart because all we were doing then was fighting on the pod. Oh. <laughs> um, but then we kind of stumbled on this idea, the celebrity memoir, and we, we see it as like an ethical way to consume pop culture. It's their stories told by them as they wanted, 
we're buying it. We're buying the rights. People are always like, why is this your business? And it's like, well, literally it is our business and it's their business. Like this is yeah. an economy they've created by producing a book. And yeah, we think it's fun. We like knowing what we know. It's, it's wild hearing people's inside stories. It really, really is. I mean, it's, it's actually really interesting too that it's the one time you kind of really can comment about it because they are putting it out there. Yeah, you know? exactly. So it's not speculation. Yeah. So it's so interesting. And also see how things are twisted. Like maybe you've heard one story and then you're like, oh, they're saying that this happened or we really know it was this or just to hear from their perspective. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, exactly. It really humanizes the people that were like at the center of everything. Yeah. And wait, another question. Are there any celebrity memoirs that are actually written completely 100% by them? Or is it usually co-written? It's almost always co-written. Okay. Yeah, I think all the best ones are co-written, honestly, but co-written well. And the worst ones are either overly co-written or ghost-written or not at all ghost-written. Because people don't tell. know how to write books well. It's, no, it's, it's hard. hard. It's like its own separate skill. And I think that people really underestimate that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, writing anything. I mean, even writing a paper in school is hard enough. Exactly. <laughs> like writing an entire book with chapters. And I love how you start the show with what is your chapter going to be called from your last week's escapades. I think that's really fun. Thank you. That's really cool. Yeah. So what would your titles of your memoirs be so far if you were writing a memoir? In life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so far. In your whole life. Um, huh. Claire, do you have I can one? circle back. You can think about it. Yeah, I was like, you can think about it and I'll circle back. I have to say, I think that right now we both have not completed the necessary requirements that we have set forth for our authors in that it is not time for us to write a memoir. I do think you have to get to the other side of something. I don't know that we've gotten to the other side of anything. I feel like professionally... And also just personally, like, the race has just begun, so... No, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Or intro chapter. What would your intro chapter about, like, your childhood? Or, like, your teenage years? Like, that's one to think about, I guess. I would call it, like... Some, I don't know. Something about, like, a race. I do feel like I spent my, like, childhood and teenage years, like, racing to hit a certain point And, like, thinking that I should be doing certain things. Um, oh, really? I think writing, like, it would be about that. Oh, that's cool. Cool. I think mine would probably be about, I was always very loud and center of attention-y, and I think I spent a lot of my upbringing, like, feeling very shamed about it and punished for it, and then, of oh. course, I went into a profession where being the center of attention is important and rewarded, and so, like, the irony of having to reclaim that kind of confidence... <laughs> that's the well that's the best thing about comedy is that you just can tell your own story yeah and like get ahead of it <laughs> before exactly. anyone else does yeah before anyone else does what okay what would you guys say that for each one of you what's the most shocking memoir that you've covered so far that you were just like what oh my gosh every page is just crazier than the next i guess for me shania twain she is the only person who i oh, genuinely yeah. did not know what i was gonna get when i went in i think in general i'm very skeptical and cynical I assume the worst I'm like a blind item if you tell me they they're all owned but you know what I mean like whatever you tell mm -hmm. me I'm like yeah sure why not rich people are insane famous yeah. people are insane <laughs> the devil is running Hollywood of course <laughs> <laughs> but I think Shania Twain is the only person who 
had like a really fucked up upbringing. And then the fact that she became as famous as she did was crazy in its own right. And then the things that happened in her personal life were crazy. Like every- Her husband, right? Wasn't it like her best friend and her husband dated? I don't actually know how close she and that woman were, but it was like her husband's assistant who she was like close with because he made her move to Switzerland where she didn't really know anybody. Oh my God. Wow. Like it was one of her only friends. Oh, God. How awful. And it was someone that she, like, specifically opened up to and was like, I am worried about my marriage. And her friend was like, don't... Why are you worried about your marriage? Relax. Oh, my gosh. It's like a fucking soap opera. Yeah. It's crazy. It is one of those things yeah. where you're like, anyway, you paint it, that guy is a real motherfucker. Yeah, right? Like, completely. God, how insane. Yeah, she actually does have, like, such an interesting story. And for such a young, I mean, she's not super old. I feel like she's lived so many lives already. I know. It just, it's just crazy. She's from Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, that's deep, crazy. like small real town. Canada. <laughs> oh yeah, like in the middle of the country. Yes, and like. Oh wow. She would spend her summers planting trees, Canada kind of thing. Oh wow, that's cool. That's so cool. She's such a great artist. Yeah, but I she love just has her. so much presence. Yeah, she's so great. Shania Twain isn't her real name, it turns out. Oh, it's not? It's a stage name, yeah. Yeah, her wow. name is Eileen. Oh, Eileen's a cool name. But Shania does have a like I don't even know who told her the name Shania though. Like where yeah. did she even come up with that? I think she says that it was like someone she knew's cousin was named Shania, and she was like, That's better than Eileen. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's very much. Did you ever have that babysitter growing up that you thought was like the coolest, most beautiful girl in the world because mm-hmm. she was 16 yeah. and shopped at uh, Urban Outfitters or something? I feel like <laughs> she just like met a cousin at a family gathering one time and she was like, wow, that's grace and beauty. <laughs> Literally, I think that that's like actually what happened. Um, yeah, she is just like very she's like a beauty that you're like how are regular people that beautiful i know now we see people on the internet and we're like okay people are beautiful but they're putting work into it she's just oh beautiful. Yeah. it's really nuts just to watch like i was watching 90210 just the old one the other day and i was like wow this is all before like people got a lot of work done or obvious work done and everyone's just like so beautiful well, like even, all these young people i've been thinking about audrina patridge a lot because that was kind of right before the era of the ubiquitous filler. I'm sure, I know people were getting Botox mm-hmm. back then, but nobody in their 20s was getting Botox. Botox was still just no. an after-the-fact yeah. wrinkle thing. And you look at a face like Audrina, who's so beautiful, and in her book, she talks about how Leonardo DiCaprio tried to date her. She dated Chris Pine. She dated Chase Crawford. Like, she was a beauty of her time. She was cover of Rolling Stone, the Bikini Queen. I mean, she was as pretty as a human being wanted or needed to be. And that is a face that if it stepped into Hollywood today, would have to completely rework itself. Like, I think she's full of filler now. She's only 36. And the idea that she, I mean, her face is an Instagram face, but it was still beautiful. And I think people have forgotten that a human face can be beautiful. Thanks for listening to the Fashion Grunge podcast. To hear the rest of this episode, go check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash fashiongrunge. And we have 90 episodes up there, including complete series recaps of Freaks and Geeks, My So-Called Life, tons of movies, and just a ton more content. So go check it out. As always, rate, like, subscribe. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And thanks. Bye.